So my dear brothers and sisters, our mission has begun. And as we said over the weekend, the, the, the great focus of, of this mission is really to rediscover our faith, to maybe dust it off, power hose it down, discover again this relationship with God. And very often what happens over the years is, especially when it comes to our relationship with God the Father, this relationship can be kind of presumed, kind of presumed that we know God as Father. But do we? Do we know God as Father? If, if you were to be asked, you know, how do you see God? How many of us would say, I, I see him as my heavenly Father? Do we know God's fatherly love for us? There's a story told of um, an earthquake that took place in Armenia in, in uh, 89. It was about 8.2 on the Richter scale. And a father had just dropped his son, Armin, off to school. And he was making his way home, and the earthquake hit. So he rushed back to the school. But he didn't find a school there. He just found a heap of rubble. So many of the buildings around it as well had collapsed. And so he started digging. He started moving rocks and boulders. And after a few hours, people said, look, there's no point. Just, just accept the fact that they're gone. And he said, no, I made my son a promise that I would never give up on him, that I would always be there for him. And so he stayed digging. And then the, the fire services came along and said, sir, it's not safe for you to be here. There are, there are gas leaks and there are still some buildings that are, that are about to fall. You, you, you've got to go. And he said, no, I made my son a promise that I would never leave, that I would always be there for him. I'm not leaving. And so he dug for another 24 hours. And after about 36 hours, he moved a boulder and then heard a voice. Daddy, is that you? And his little son, Aaron, called out to the boys behind him. See, guys, I told you he would come. I told you that he would not give up on me. When we hear a story like that, we get a, a, a spark of what God's fatherly love is like. Because God... God loves each one of us with an infinite love. Before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. Before we were even created, he has planned to get us to heaven, to provide everything we need. Jesus says himself, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So he wants us in heaven. He wants us to get there. He wants us to know his fatherly love. God, the Father, wants us to know his fatherly love. There's a, a priest friend of mine. He was over in the Holy Land. And he was in a, a shop, and he saw a little six-year-old running up and down the aisles, as they often do. And at one point, the six-year-old wasn't watching where he was going, so he fell. And then he looked back, and what did he call out? He called out, Abba. Abba. Daddy. And this priest then was so struck by the fact that we hear this word used often enough in, in, in the New Testament referring to God, not just as father, but as Abba, as dad. And it just struck this priest, how often do I call God my dad? Even for myself, I, I only discovered this personally now, about maybe a year ago, where I started in my prayer to, to refer to God, not, not as God, but as dad. And it completely changed my prayer life. Because before, maybe, I thought I was kind of doing God a favor by giving him some of my time, in prayer 
maybe deserving a little pat on the back for my prayer time. But once I, did, I saw God as, as dad, that meant that in my prayer, I was the one who finally had the, 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 the privilege of spending time with him. I get to spend time with my dad. I get to spend time with my dad who loves me. So I don't deserve any thanks for this. This is such a grace. Because then prayer isn't a, it isn't a weight anymore. It's not a, a, a difficulty anymore. It's a gift. It's a grace. I get to spend time with my dad. And it also means then that when the difficulties come our way, as, as our gospel tells us, in the world you will have trouble. Difficulties will come our way. Illness, sickness, bereavement, that's, it's just part of life. It's, it's going to happen. But in all of these difficulties and sicknesses and trials, we have a father who loves us, a father who wants to pick us up, a father who will never give up on us. Dear brothers and sisters, how many of you have ever been in love? Little show of hands there. One. So two, two people in Letter, three people in Letterkenny have been in love. I think what we need to do is we need to start these parish dance halls again. I think Letterkenny needs a little revival in love. Okay, so three people in Letterkenny have experienced what it's like to be in love. And when you're in love, there's something very risky about it, isn't there? Because you might say to someone, or if you're a lad, you might ask a girl out, and there's a chance she might say no. When you're in love, you, you expose your heart somehow. You offer your heart. But there's always a danger or a chance the other person might say, no, nah, not interested. So when God loves us, he, he offers us his heart. And there is a very real danger, a risk, that we might say, not interested. So what, what, do, what do we do? Well, we might pull, pull back. We might get a little more cynical. Maybe not offer our heart, maybe to anyone. But God won't do that. Our Father always, always offers us his heart. How do we know? How do we know? How can we trust God? Because if we're going to, if we're going to offer us, if we're going to offer him our hearts, if we're going to love him, how do we know that he's good? How do we know that he will honor our offer? If ever you've spoken to parents who have a sick child, almost every time I've ever met a parent of a sick child, they will always say, I'd rather it was me. And if I could, I'd take their suffering on me. You know, when you meet a parent of a child in Crumlin with leukemia or something, they say, I'd rather it was me. I'd take it on myself a hundred times. But isn't this the heart of God? Isn't this how God sees us? That beautiful line from, from John's Gospel 3.16. For God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that whoever believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. So God loves us so much he would do anything and he would give that which is most precious to him his own son for love of you so brothers and sisters the very, the very heart of our faith the very, the very core of what we believe as Christians, as Catholics all revolves around love the infinite love of God for you 
and then what we're, how we're called to respond. Because if God offers us his heart, if God says, I love you, if you've ever had the experience of telling someone you love them, what are the words you want to hear in return? If you say to someone, I love you, what words do you want to hear in return? You bake lovely sponge. You're a great dancer. What words do you want to hear in return? If you reach out and say to someone, I love you, what do you want to hear in return? Your heart aches to hear the words, I love you too. I love you too. And so everything that God has done from the beginning of time, from the creation of the universe, all the gifts that he has given us through, through creation, right? These are all to win our love. Just as when you're in love, you buy gifts for each other. And when you're in love, what else do you do? You don't just buy gifts. Well, you might, you might tell the person, I love you, that's, that's scripture. God's promises, God's word, God's self-revelation. He teaches us how he is, who he is, what he wants from us. He tells us how much he loves us. He tells us what he has done for us in his word. So he, buy, he gets us gifts through all of creation. He tells us he loves us through his word. But ultimately, the greatest sign of God's love for you is the cross. I don't just talk about loving you. I don't just write letters about you. I don't just get you gifts. But I'll empty myself. I'll die. I'll die for love of you. So every time we get to receive Holy Communion, every time we get to pray, every time we get to do Eucharistic adoration, we get to spend time with Jesus our Savior and with God our Dad. What a privilege, what an honor that is. And so as you're receiving Holy Communion today now, we're receiving Jesus who was offered to the Father. So the Father is here present looking at us, his family, his children. And and we're strengthened, nourished, purified with the Holy Eucharist. All that we can be re reunited with our Father. What a gift. What an absolute gift. And it's all free. What does he expect from us in return? Nothing. Just an open heart. Just that I would say, Lord, I love you too. Just that I would say, God, you're my dad. You're my heavenly dad. And you will never give up on me. And when things are rough, when things are difficult, and when challenges come our way, as they will, let us turn our hearts to our Father. Let us run to the Father in our challenges. Let us run to the Father in our difficulties. Let us run to the Father's embrace when we need consolation. Let us run to the Father when our families are going through any sort of challenge or financial difficulty or bereavement or illness. Let us run to the heart of our Father. Let us receive that fatherly embrace and let us hear these words from the mouth of Jesus. In the world, you will have trouble, but be brave, for I have conquered the world. Amen.